What's up, everybody? It is May 14th. You are back here on Respect the Journey podcast. It's looking a little lonely tonight. Yeah, it's your boy it is. BDB. It's your man, the legend, MTH. Miller boys are missing in action watching the Bruins, but that's okay. We're going to hold down the fort. So, MTH, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Nobody cares about hockey, Boomer. Okay, so, although I am rooting for the Bruins, I'm rooting for the Millers tonight, so... If I was going to root for a hockey team, it would be the it would be the Bruins. But I mean, well, there's no Whalers anymore. I can't root for Hartford. There's no New Haven Nighthawks. I can't root for them. Uh, so. t- t- listen, I love Nighthawks. Section 14, best yeah. hockey I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I went to a I, ton I, of Nighthawk games back in the I, day. I did too. I know you're. From, we were just talking about how you're from that area. My family's from yes. Guilford, East Haven, Branford area. So, I, yeah. Nighthawks were on a lot of my family night outs and second yeah. was absolutely nuts i'm sure learned... tickets were like five dollars back then too they were you could get in there for dirt cheap well my mom actually dated somebody that worked in the uh new haven coliseum uh-huh. so we got in for free all the time oh, i got in for, for free too my dad yeah. was an emt and whenever he worked he would just throw me in the back of the ambulance that's how i went to all the wrestling shows for free so yep. i saw yep. a ton of wrestling there those those were good times but the nighthawks yeah. mm. i <laughs> <laughs> that was some of my favorite sports to watch ever, dude. Like that. Yeah. They had fire jerseys too, with like the yes. black and the yes. yeah. Yes, they're very old LA Kings esque. Yes. But uh, they're very classic, very good. I miss them when they went to the New Haven Beast. They were terrible. Of course. Um, I, I don't know. It's just a shame that Coliseum's gone altogether, though, because that place was awesome yeah, but, but it was a piece of shit though it needed to get i mean towards the end there i mean i used to go to the monster truck shows and the ceiling would just start falling down on you when they would rain all the fucking yes. shit yeah it was oh, it was bad they'd burn the flags it was it was a disaster towards the end but i think i saw aerosmith there back in the day wow. i saw all types of crazy shit there wow. and uh uh there's a door song I, for, I think it's called peace frog and that I don't know if you remember how much you know about the Doors or music history. Well, he he got arrested there. He got arrested there, right? Yeah. And that that's the, the event made it into the song "Peace Frog." Oh yeah, by the Doors. So I mean, it's it's a very classic place, like uh, a lot oh, yeah. of history there. It's a shame it went down. And I used yeah. to love that parking garage where you had to go like in a circle for like yeah ten <laughs> stories. Yeah. And every win after the Nighthawks, the whole. The whole uh, parking garage was like all on their horns, honking the whole way down. Oh, it's yeah. Good times. Good times. Uh, re- rest in peace, New Haven Coliseum. So, oh, y- your dad says that he went there to see the Blades, and I, uh, yeah. I definitely my, don't remember that. But yeah, my my dad used to get uh, coke for a nickel back there. That's how long ago he was going there. So, yeah. Shout it's- out to shout out to Papa Henry, though. Big fan, of course. Number one viewer. I don't know. Actually, it's tight between him and Lori, but. Yeah, him and Lori, they're they're fighting there for the top fans. <laughs> we gotta ha- start handing out badges like they do on every other Facebook <laughs> yeah. site that we see. That yes. Brandon's so proud of. Let's not go there. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we're here by ourselves. I, I don't even have Ricky. I like this kid's off in Spain and France. Yeah, What's he doing? I can't even I, keep track of what Czech country. Republic. He's yeah. Well, he was working for Poker Stars. He was doing the NA or not the NAPT, the um, EPT. Yeah. out there uh so he was dealing that and uh he did a little traveling he met some friends when he went down to the bahamas so but long story short is i don't have my producer i'm pretty sure he's going to vegas next week so we don't have him for Jeez, next week what a life this guy leads so if you're following us here on facebook watching live with us which we hope you are mm-hmm. uh it, I, 
I mean, if you're on the podcast, you can't see any of this, but it's going to be messy tonight because I'm hosting a two-man show instead of a five-man show, That's and I'm right. doing the producing, so we've got to rock through it. Um, anyway, uh, the, the lottery just happened. Do you want to start there, or do you want to get oh, ready to Oh, man, get- we should. What a crazy NBA lottery that was. I couldn't even keep track of what was going on in that thing. I, well, so the Pelicans, who weren't supposed to have a shot in hell, just jumped up to the number one pick, no? I don't know what's going to go. I mean... How do the Knicks fuck up even when it's not even their fault? Like they still fuck up. I mean, they couldn't even get in they couldn't even get the number one pick. Like, I feel bad for the Knicks. Like, I don't get it. Like now New Orleans, what's gonna happen? Like is Anthony Davis. Now I feel like they have to trade him, but maybe now they don't. The Knicks have no idea what they're gonna do now. They were like, Oh, we're gonna get the number one pick. We'll either take Zion or we'll trade for Anthony Davis. Now the Knicks still look like shit. And then all of a sudden you had the LeBron drum. All of a sudden the Lakers jumped into the top four. Twitter was flipping out like LeBron had something to do with it. Like he was going <laughs> to jump in there and get Zion right over to the Lakers. Um, but yeah, I mean, they Lakers still get a good pick. And then I don't, I don't know what's going to happen now. I mean, it's going to have to wait for the free agents to kind of figure out where they're going to go first. I think so. This, this is a super, super. I was just talking about this with uh, my boy, Aaron Mobley, super interesting NBA yeah. off season. Can't and wait. this just lit it more flame yeah. to the fire man that just threw uh-huh. gasoline right on it pelicans coming out of nowhere in new york i mean i don't you keep saying they got screwed i don't know if they got screwed because the way it is now the top three teams which i believe were new york memphis and phoenix phoenix is the one that got screwed but yeah, you all have the same chance to get the number one pick now you're all 14 percent. so the knicks are there you know what I mean? They got they they locked into their number three. The surprise here is that the Lakers jumped to four, and New Orleans mm-hmm. comes out of nowhere. Comes out and of nowhere, grabs the number one pick. So Phoenix, which they're in trouble. I, I believe their point guard just got arrested today for something. Uh, I did see uh, that. So Phoenix is the ones that got screwed, and that team is terrible. Like the Knicks were purposely tanking. Phoenix is just bad. And I don't get it. Like Phoenix has such good young talent, but they just I don't know. They just can't get it together. But I know Wilbon on PTI every year says they're going to be the up and coming team and then they never are. But I, I, mean, I just I feel for the Knicks like, yeah, they're going to get a good pick. But still, like, I mean, they, they had their whole their hopes and dreams <laughs> on Zion. All the fans did. Now the Knicks are just like, fuck, what are we going to do? We're going to stink again. You know, yeah. we're still, they're yeah. still going to go to the games. I mean, but oh yeah, they'll sell out. They keep giving Dolan his money. Uh Brandon says it's rigged to keep AD in uh, New Orleans. I think this is more reason to get rid of him. Like, yeah, if the, it really if the is. Knicks, I, I was just talking to MTH about this. Like, say the Knicks want AD. You know, New Orleans could end up with the first and third pick in a super deep draft. You can end up with Zion and mm-hmm. uh, Barrett or Reddish or Ja Morant. Or, I mean, like, there's tons of possibilities there. The mm-hmm. world is New Orleans oyster right now, and they can do whatever they want. And it's going to be super interesting. I'm, I can't wait for this NBA summer. It's going to be great. Now this just adds another little wrinkle into it. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? The Knicks could just implode again. Uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, it's all going to be about Anthony Davis, like what they're going to do with him and where he goes, and then all the dominoes will start to fall. So I can't wait. I can't wait to see where Durant goes. I can't wait to see the Irving drama. Nah. Uh we're Celtics gonna talk about are going to get blown up. So yeah, we're uh. we're, we're going to talk about it later. But Rozier dropped a little nugget today on. Uh, what a uh, moron! I don't even remember. First take was it? First take? Yeah, he was yeah. everywhere on ESPN today. He oh, was on every so he's fucking ready. Show. To, he's ready to bounce out. Then he's oh yeah, he's, he's all done. 
All right, but let's get into it. Uh, for you, for people that haven't been watching the last couple shows, we've been doing Game of Thrones recaps because me and MTH are super into it. We oh, yeah. like television, unlike the Millers who just put uh, Super Bowls on repeat and watch that, and that's it. That's um, but let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew this episode was going to be a problem because MTH texted me at like eleven at night saying I got I got thoughts I gotta uh, I got, talk about it I don't know if you've watched it yet but I gotta uh, talk about it and I already knew right then and there that this this episode was going to be a problem, um, yeah episode five uh, I watched it super late uh, I keep get kept almost ruining spoilers on Facebook because everybody was going nuts on this episode that's what's uh, off. You got to watch it right off the bat, otherwise you're screwed. Right, so I put down my phone. I didn't look at it for like six hours until I was able to watch it. I finally right. watched it, and I've been defending this show. There's been a lot of criticism on this season because they took the two years off and were left with only six episodes, and they've been pretty bad. I, I mean... Uh, I'm, I, I'm about I, to eat my popcorn. I want to hear this, so... <laughs> well, I've been defending it. Like I was fine through the first four. The first two were super slow, and... I was okay with it. It was setting everything right. up nice and neat, which you got to do. There's huge wars in this season. Absolutely. I get the darkness thing and Battle of Winterfell. I was okay with it because there's no light there. Like, I, I, I understand where they were going for. I, I thought the ending of that episode was amazing. This episode sucked. Okay. okay. This episode let me down. It went in so many different directions that didn't make sense. Uh, I hated Arya's whole thing. Like, she went all the way there to kill the queen and then gets to the steps and goes back down so they can set up the Clegane bowl. I thought that was super stupid. The way that whole fight went, the dude literally sticks a freaking sword right through his head, right through his eye, out the back of his head, still living, still moving around. Like there's so around. many things wrong with it. Um, the only, I mean, the only thing that I felt good about this episode is that I've been telling people for the last couple of weeks Danny is fucking nuts. She's going to go crazy. She's power hungry. She's going to stop at nothing to get the world. And it finally happened. And that was way stronger than I ever thought would happen. Like she just went absolutely ballistic. And mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting a little like turn on Jon Snow or whatsoever. I didn't expect her to murder everybody that she could possibly find. Like if you think about it, who's left in the show right now? There's like 15 people alive. <laughs> Well, I mean, according to Game of Thrones, like her whole army dies every other week, and then they just show up again the very next week. So, I mean, they all died. At, what was it? The the episode? What was it? Nah, so five. So so three. Pretty much whole her whole army gets decimated, and then they just all of a sudden they just reappear all the time, like they're just ready to go every single battle. I, listen, did you watch it once or did you watch it twice? Did you watch it once? Okay, so. I watched it once. I had a knee-jerk reaction, which I always do to these Game of Thrones episodes. So I went back. I watched it again, and it was like all of them, which I've watched on the second time. They all are a little better second time I watched them. But sure. and I get it. Fifty percent of the people are like, whoever's hating on Game of Thrones is ridiculous, and I don't want to hear about it. And then there's the other fifty percent who all agree where it's it's rushed. The writers are just on to Star Wars, and they just don't care. Um, you know, they're just throwing everything into six episodes to kind of get it done. Like, 
I mean, the people that say this is the best show ever on TV, like, there's just no way. After watching this season, I'm t- there's just, it's not even up there for me in the best show. Is it, like, in the top ten? Of course. Is it in my top five? Maybe. My top three? No. I mean, this season just... And don't get me wrong, like, the... You know, I, I thought the battle... You know, I thought the battle scenes were good. I mean, there were, you know, the whole dragon thing was cool, but it was like half the time it's just her just blowing up the whole place. There's no character arc on this. There's no, you know, like that's the whole thing about Game of Thrones. Like every season, you you feel like you have like a sense of every character. Like you have like emotion towards every character. It's built up over every season. And now this season, there's really none of that. Like it's just this is the way it's going to go. Now she destroys. And the whole Cersei thing, like, you yeah, build her up exactly. to be this super villain of television, which she still will be, like, one of the best kind of TV series villains of all time. But you build her up to this whole thing, and then she basically just stands there the whole time. And then her death at the end is kind of like, yeah, it's just, ugh, it's just stupid. I mean, it was disappointing. Like, was it a bad episode? No. I don't think it was, like, a terrible episode. I don't think it was bad. It's more just disappointing to me the way the episodes are going. Like, I have no idea how this last episode episode can really truly, like, oh, my God, this is amazing. There's just no way. There's no way it's going to happen for me like that. I'd be shocked. I hope they shock me. I don't see it happening. So, I mean, Arya, like, the rubble, like, she's just walking around. Like, uh, what the hell's going on here? See, I had a huge problem with that because... I, like it just didn't make sense. It felt like they were trying to be artsy and like it. It just was no out of nowhere. Like it just it just didn't it was, fit. It didn't no, fit. It didn't. And that's fit. the problem with it. You, you know, the the thing is they've had two years to do this season, and it's like from one episode to the next, like it's totally different reactions to how these people are portrayed in the in the show. Just mm. look at the dragons, like. The episode before, they're just flying along, and then bam, scorpion, boom, 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 right. dragon falls out of the air. This episode, it's the only dragon in the air, just flies right through him. And I feel like you set up Arya to be such a badass, such an assassin, and now she's just roaming the streets helpless. Like, right? And what's Jamie doing out there, just r- r- throwing his gold hand around, like, hello, like I'm over here, like what's going on, you know? <laughs> And that's the other thing. I had a big time problem with the the Jamie and uh, Cersei storyline. Um, I was okay. Everybody had a problem with Tyrion letting him go. I understood that. Like, there's th- that storyline made sense to me that Tyrion had to let him go. If you remember, Tyrion was a captive, and Jamie let him go. Like, yeah, that was fine. I had the, no problem. The bond between Tyrion and Jamie is, you know, it's there, and that made sense to me. But the fact that Jamie goes back to him and back to Cersei, like, it just makes no sense to me. Uh, it was a shitty way to kill off Cersei. Uh, there's so many epic ways you could have done it instead of just oh. falling in a rubble. Literally it's a love story. It's a love story no one cared about. Like, they're banging each other, their siblings. No one cares that they're in love. No. It was a shitty ending for them. And where are the surprises? Like, what's going on here? Like, that's been one of game of thrones best things like i'm waiting for someone to like hug someone and then just chop their head off every fucking episode and it doesn't happen like there's no like oh my god i can't believe that happened like in any of these episodes so it's i don't it's 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 like everyone says like i'm on the 50 percent where it feels rushed like is it awful no but it's fairly obvious to to not feel like it's it's not like that like you're just you're just I don't know. You're just not paying attention. And yeah. It's well, I mean, 
King's Landing fell in all of like eight minutes. Yeah. Like, I mean, what's going Lannister on? Lannister guards who have been ruling the lay of the land for the last three decades drop all their swords in like six, seven minutes. Yeah. And that that whole thing too went with the the Stark guards killing everybody, just all free for all. Like that was bad too. I don't know. This episode was bad. Um and the I think the worst part about it is like you have to tie everything up in this next episode and there's so They're many. Gonna, how are they gonna do it? How are they gonna do right. it? It's gonna be even more rush. And that's my biggest thing. This 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 whole season super rush. You've had mm-hmm. two years and only put out six episodes. This could have been stretched out way better. Um, and then they come out this week where they turned, they could have, HBO said they could have eight episodes and they turned it down. Right. They said, no, nope, we right. just want to do six. You know, we're, we're on to Star Wars. Like, we're, we're done with this. Yeah, you know, it's like, crazy. But uh, let's, let's segue this into uh, our Juries Out, which if you guys haven't heard us do Juries Out before, this is where we do our top three of some category of all time. Uh, we each give our top threes. Um, we haven't talked to each other about what our top threes are, so I have a feeling maybe we might have some overlapping here. But I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you go first, Henry. Uh, this this week's mm. juries out is the worst series endings of all time, and we're talking like a whole of a show. So like all mm-hmm. eight seasons of a show coming to an end, whatever it is. Top three. Uh, actually, you want me to go first because I feel like you're the TV guy and you're gonna go. Way out yeah, better yeah, than yeah, I. You go first because I have I have I have some ways I can go off in case you pick one of mine. So. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, it's funny because I was like, all right, we're doing this jury's out. Let me look at the top three shows of all time, or let me look at the worst show endings of all time on YouTube. See what they got. And literally, my list was the first video I watched. The top three, bang, bang, bang. And uh, well, this is funny. Let's tell people because I originally wanted to do the top. Uh, best season finales of all time, and then you were like, "I can't even name one. Let's do the worst." So I was right. like, "Okay, all right, I like it. I like it." I think I was just disappointed with that because I already know what yours is, and I know you're going to yeah. talk about it, so I won't uh, trip on that. But fair enough. Um, yeah, we he wanted to do the best. I said, "Let's do the worst," because that's where I feel like Game of Thrones is heading. It's, oh, we're gonna oh, be oh super I do too. Disappointed in the ending <laughs> of Game of Thrones. Uh, I'm not talking golf, Seth. I'm sorry. I don't know enough about golf. Yeah, well, I didn't even know. know there was a major this week. But if I have to pick one, Ricky Fowler. How about that? Well, I did know there was a major, but I don't know enough about golf. Like that's Tiger, Tiger all, Woods is back. That's all yeah. you need to know. That's all Seth does is go to the gym, play golf, and hit home runs. That's you know. No, he doesn't hit home he runs. Does. He doesn't show he, up to games. You got to show up to oh, games to hit home God. runs. Well, when I when he was around, he was hit home runs when I saw him. So. <laughs> all right. Anyway, let's get to it. Jerry's out. I'm gonna mix up this order a little bit my third worst is dexter now i don't know if you watched dexter mth i did it was a great show it, it was, was awesome first couple loved... seasons okay uh well first three seasons third yeah, season is very very three. good um yeah. then it was kind of like up and down up and down up and down you got the baby whatever kind of right. it was but it kept me interested the entire time and then the last season happened and it was awful, awful. uh if anybody watched Dexter, it was just a terrible ending. Um, he ends up dumping his sister in the bay with the rest of his uh, trophies, I guess you want to say, the rest of his dead bodies. Um, it was just terrible. And then randomly, like, he goes off into hiding, and he got out of a hurricane. Like, it, it just made no sense. Felt Zero complete. sense. <laughs> it, it did. Uh, they obviously set it up to come back to it if they want to restart it, which... Uh, I forget his name. You're going to know it because I know he's in one of your favorite series of all time. Uh, the actor. 
the actor that plays Dexter? Yeah, I forget his name. But anyway, he's already come out and said that mm, it would take it. almost a miracle script for him to come back. But he would do it. It's just the writing has to be there. And that's probably a result of season eight just being absolute garbage. Mm. So that's my number three. Number two is Lost. Mm-hmm. Um, another great show for the first awesome three seasons. Fourth season started getting weird, but I've, I've powered through it. Five, it got weird. Six was like happening. It was good. And then the ending was god awful. Um, I still don't even know what the meaning of it is. Like Nobody does. Uh, yeah, it, it was just super open-ended, which is fine. I get you want to do that. But like they kind of made it seem like it was all a dream. And then they I guess there's been talk about it afterwards. And they were in purgatory the whole time. They were. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with it. But it, it was just. It was bad. So many things happened, and just to like write it off as if like it was all fake was kind of weak. Super weak ending. Could have been way better. Uh, lost on your top ha- three? Uh, it was. I'm gonna go off. The, uh, you know, but it was just Michael such C. an Hall. amazing show. Yeah, I just saw Michael C. Hall. It was an amazing show, and it just deserved a better ending. It was one of those. You know, just. I don't know. It's still one of the best shows to ever come on TV, but they just had so many things that just you were like, oh, my God, what's going on there? You know, all the theories that were online and all that stuff. And then it all just panned out to be bullshit. And all they were was in purgatory and everything just kind of tied up all nice. And, you know, it was just kind of like, what? Like, you know, you had polar bears, you got fucking smoke monsters. Like, what's going on here? You had me into it for so many years. It's a cop out. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. Uh, nobody was thrilled with that. That's that's on everyone's, like, if you watched it, like, you know, all-time kind of worst endings of a show, for sure. Fucking Brandon. <laughs> Brandon says the worst endings are the 07 Super Bowl, the 11 Super Bowl, and 18. Those are the worst endings to a season. Those are in my top three best. So uh, Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, and to go back to Game of Thrones real, real quick, uh, they do a great job of, like, planting seeds in earlier seasons and mm-hmm. like this season's been doing a good job of like uh blossoming those for example like i think Daenerys and bran both had that same vision of the throne like in it looked like winter it looked like snow but, but it was the ash. whole the whole yeah. keep yeah and yeah. i think we're gonna see that scenery in the next episode is that you know the keeps all screwed up and stuff so i think there they're doing a good job but it's just the rushing part is what it is. Yeah, it's just it's just rushed writing. It's just let's get this show wrapped up and you know make our money and get out of here type of thing, which is depressing when you devote so many times and listen like it's you know it's first world problems to be able to just devote so much time to a fucking TV show and then complain about right. words. But you know I did, so I'm gonna fucking complain about it. Exactly, so that's the way it is. And when it comes suck to HBO, we're freaking paying for it. So you better yeah, fucking hey, my DirecTV bill is out the wazoo, <laughs> you know. So jeez. All right, and my number one worst ending is. I'm dying for this. Uh, you're gonna hate it. I've already said this is one of the uh, I think shows. Is, but... This is one of the shows that I would, <clears throat> if I can only watch two shows, whatever we did in the past, I forget what it was, but. If we can only watch three shows, I think it was. It's How I Met Your Mother. Even though I love the show so much, the ending was so bad. Everybody <laughs> says that, and I, I've never was. watched it. And it's always, when I look it up, like it's always counted as like one of the all-time worst you know, endings of a show in history. So yeah, it's I don't blame bad. you. It basically, like... What was so bad about it? Yeah. 
it felt like a waste of time, just like you said, yeah. because like Nothing the person he, the person who he ends up with was like the person he was like dating in the first episode. Mm. And like there's just a bunch of bullshit that happened in between, and then he just goes back and ends up all right, I'm gonna spoil how I met your mother. So if you're listening and ever watching it, which I mean this show's old enough, I don't expect it. No but way. but basically, um he ends up meeting this girl, a different girl, at one of his best friend's weddings, gets married to her, she dies. It's upsetting. But you don't you don't figure out who the mother is until the last season, and then she dies in like three episodes. It's again, it's very Game of Thrones. It's very rushed. Like hmm. they get married, she dies, and then she he just goes back to the person he's been in love with his whole life, essentially, or, or well, not whole life, but the whole show's life. And it, again, it was just rushed. It all happened in one episode. It was it was crazy. That's and pretty bad. boring. Super bad. Yeah, I've never I've never watched it, so I can't really say. But. <laughs> Anyway, your turn. Year three comes out. Worst ever. I definitely believe with... I'm definitely on par with Dexter and Lost. So if you hadn't said those two, I was definitely going to go with those. But I got got plenty. I got fucking plenty for you. So, I mean, Seinfeld for me, as much as great of a show it was, I mean, the season finale was just trash. You know, just... I mean, it was good because you bring all the characters. It was like, that's where it was rushed. They were like, how can we bring every single character back... Let's figure out a scenario where we can put them all on one screen and all in the same room. And it was like, just because you did that doesn't mean that that's a great ending. You know, like it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. You know, Lori just said, who's behind you? I know. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know. It could be one it of my look ca- like anybody. It could be a cat behind me. They're always roaming around oh, doing stupid be, shit. Got me but, freaking out right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Is there a ghost? I'm going to have to go back on here. <laughs> but um, yeah, Seinfeld for me, it's still, you know one of the greatest shows ever made and I still watch it probably every night or at least every other night when it's on TV, but to just throw them all in the court and that, I mean, it was, it was really weak. It was depressing for for a stupid reason to get arrested too. Like, right. Like how's that even going to happen? Yeah. You know, it was, it was brutal, Um, really bad. So I, I would definitely put Seinfeld up there. Another one. I don't know if you ever watched it, but did you watch sons of anarchy? Oh God, I can't listen to this because ah, I, this is depressing. Are you in the middle this, of watching it? I well, kind of like I okay. I wasn't a big fan of it. Like it's okay, but like I just felt like it got repetitive, and I mm-hmm. I I didn't get all the hype. But long story short, is I will finish it one day. Okay, I won't I think, get into it then. It's depressing. What is there? Eight seasons? I think I there's eight so. seasons, and I think yeah. I'm on six. Oh, well, you might as well finish it then. Jesus I know. Christ. I, listen, I don't got a lot of time. I got a lot of shows to watch. Okay. Oh, so. boy. All right. Well, Sons of Anarchy, it's up there for me as far as, you know, endings to a show. Um, as bad. Pro- I probably wouldn't have listed it, but, you know, you kind of threw the other ones in there. But, yeah, it's not good. I mean, it, it's not like awful. It's just, it's just one of those ones that just leaves you like, ah, really? All right. You know, so I won't get into it. Um, I know you're in the middle of watching Sopranos, which I'm really thrilled about. So. But I know the ending. Like I don't okay. know the plot line, but I know Let's exactly see, a lot of how people... it ends. I think okay. I've seen the last scene. Yeah, of course, so. you probably have. It's it's you've seen it a lot. But the re- I'm not with people when they talk about Sopranos season finale as being because especially Sopranos, I consider it the best television show ever. I don't care how Game of Thrones ends. I don't even care if Game of Thrones this last season was good. I still consider Sopranos the best television show ever. And their last season was good. 
it's really not even the last episode of The Sopranos that's bad. It's just that final scene that people right. have a problem with. So right. it's not really like the worst season finale ever. It's just the way it kind of ended right at the very end right. that people have a problem with. And I had a problem with it too when it happened, but then you go back and people talk about the real reason why they kind of did it, and then you kind of make sense of it. But I know you're watching it, and I'm really thrilled about it. I- I'm Keep watching it. Text me anytime you want. I got... I can quote Sopranos for days. I text like my boys all the time. I I, I tag them in random shit with Polly Walnuts all the time. Like, nice. I love Polly Walnuts. That's a fr- oh, oh, he's crazy. It's, it's a forever. You know, it's a forever show. Like once yeah. you watch the Pine Barrens episode, just text me right after you watch it, and then just tell me what you think because that's one of the best episodes ever. So I wouldn't even put Sopranos up there because of that. Um, so because you said the other ones, my other two would probably be True Blood. And a random one, which would be Roseanne. I don't know if everyone, anyone ever watched Roseanne, which I consider one of the... No matter how you I, feel about Roseanne, it's definitely one of the better comedic sitcoms sure. growing up, in my For opinion. Sure. And that whole last season of Roseanne was such trash, where she like wins the lottery and all this shit, and Dan's not even on the show anymore. And the whole season finale, that was complete trash. And True Blood as well, which is another one of those shows which I loved. And the first like three seasons of it were fantastic. And then the whole last season was just a complete train wreck. Season finale was complete trash. Um, I don't really want to ruin it for people, but who cares, you know? Like, but, but yeah, I I, I had Lost on there. I had Dexter on there, of course. And Dexter was funny because I watched like probably the first four seasons with my wife, and then she finished it, and then I watched it afterwards. And then she never mentioned to me like how awful it was, and I watched it, and I was like, holy shit, this last fucking episode is one of the worst ever. Like, really was. like, And that's a shame, because Dexter, those first couple seasons were amazing. Like, uh, yeah. I couldn't wait to watch it, and, you know? It, it was just so good. It was it was well-written, like, everything affected everything. Like, it was good, and then just the way it ended was just terrible. Uh, it just so went off the rails. Fast. It just went yeah. right off the rails, like, yeah. which a lot of shows do. Like, they're so good for a couple seasons, and then once you get into that five to eight range... You're either kind of keeping it or it's it's all done. Like Weeds is another show that was great for like three or four seasons. I never and then finished it. it. Yeah, yeah it, it just fell and off. It, and it just got awful. Uh, there's plenty of shows like that. But yeah, I, I agree. Those are, those are up there for me. But keep watching Sopranos. I'm thrilled. Oh, I'm, I'm thrilled. stoked about it. It's so good. I love it. All right. So tell me what your favorite is. I know you want to get it out there. I got the video ready. Everybody knows your- and there's no debate. I don't care what anybody fucking says. I don't care how Game of Thrones ends tomorrow. I don't care if Sopranos comes back and wants to end again. Like, you know, Six Feet Under is the greatest season finale of all time. It will never be duplicated. It'll never, nothing will ever be better than Six Feet Under. And I'm not the only one that feels that way. It's definitely up there when you look at lists. But if you've ever watched Six Feet Under, that season finale just wraps up the entire series. It, it puts it to like a song. I can't, I can't fucking remember her name. I think it's Sia is the uh, the song that they put at the end of that season Sia. finale. She was I think around that's, back then? I think that's her name, yeah. So, but yeah, that is unmistakably the greatest season finale of all time. And if you haven't watched Sixty Under, I haven't. Go back and watch it. Great show. Tons of people in that show that you'll recognize. Um, you know, the dad from Step Brothers is one of the main characters in that show. Um, yeah. No, no way about it. I, I, I don't even debate it with people. I just walk away when they try to tell me something better. So, um, 
you know, just it has a great beginning to every episode. It has a great end to every episode. Because the premise of the whole show is that somebody dies every episode. You know, they own a few. I didn't know. Well, so I mean, I knew that part that the polar. They, 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 yeah. Well, not not everyone, but not the main characters. But they start every episode with somebody dying. And then that person's storyline gets involved in the main character storyline because they own a funeral home. So, you know, it's just a great premise. It just works. And, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, my wife already agreed. Yeah, Sia, that's like one of her favorite songs. But, yeah, it's just... Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, she was around that long. Yeah, she's, she's been around, man. I don't know. I didn't even know who the fuck she was. I didn't even know who sang that song until after the fucking show. <laughs> But yeah, that's that chick who always has her hair in front yeah, of her face. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's got that... Michael C. Hall in it, who was in Dexter. You, right. You know. Right. What so. a career he's had, huh? Yeah. Fucking <laughs> a. Uh, but... My boy Zach says, uh, "What about the ending, the Nip Tuck?" I don't. I never got into Nip Tuck okay. enough to watch the whole season, so I have no idea how that. Or I have show. watched. I watched the entire I, Nip Tuck. I have no idea how that ended. I, it was a good ending. I wouldn't put up there for like best of all time, but it definitely wasn't a bad ending. Uh, I would put for Nip Tuck. Nip Tuck's another show that you put up there where the first couple of seasons were phenomenal. And then it kind of it kind of tailed off a little bit. Um, but that show was another one that I was really into. I forgot about Nip Tuck. Yeah, That's a good one. Good. I kind of forgot yeah. it existed, but it was a good I mean, it, I don't know. It wasn't like an awful finale. It wasn't great. It was like for me, it was kind of like in the middle. You know, it wasn't like one that stuck out where I was like, oh, that's like the worst of all time. But it wasn't good. It definitely wasn't good. So. Did you watch uh, Breaking Bad? Yeah, that's up there for I, I don't put it ahead of uh, Six Feet Under, but I probably put it in my top. Yeah, three. everybody. Everybody loves yeah. it. I, I wasn't crazy about it, but but everybody likes it. And that's cool. Like I get it. I was the same way. I didn't I wasn't 100 percent like, oh, this is the greatest season finale of all time. I thought it tied everything in and it was. Like, I felt good about it. Like, I'm not going to feel good on Sunday with Game of Thrones. I'm going to be shocked if I walk away feeling good like I did with Breaking Bad, you know? Right, right. Uh, Zach, MTH agrees with you. Sons of Anarchy was pretty bad, but we can't talk oh, about yeah. it because I haven't finished yeah, I'm not allowed. To, I'm not allowed to talk about it. I know. I'll, I'll work on it. I'll get back to you. Uh, I have no idea what Lori's saying anymore. Don't let your dog eat eggplant. What? Uh, okay. What is, is Lori blackout over there? What is, what is she doing? <laughs> I don't know, but... I have no idea what she's saying. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's get to this NBA game seven. Uh, mm. There was two of them Sunday night. I was at work, had to watch both of them from work. I didn't really mind, though. It's always nice getting paid to watch basketball. I'll tell you that much. Nothing wrong um, But uh, I'm going to upload this. You want to start with with the uh, Raptors? Or you want to talk Blazers Nuggets first? Because I didn't see ah. much of the Nuggets Blazers. Well, I did, it, think, it I did think the Blazers are going to beat them. So, yeah. all right, we'll talk about Kawhi. So here's my little tidbit about Kawhi. Uh, he went nuts that game. I think he had 40-something points. I, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. I'll look it up. But he is the Toronto Raptors, essentially, with, with oh, a good first. supporting cast. But if he's off, they're not winning. But the story I got to tell about this Game 7 shot uh, to win it was that he took the shot. I, was stopped. I stopped what I was doing at work. I stopped pitching cards. I was mid-pitch. Saw the shot go up. I saw it hit the rim, go straight up in the air, Bounce and I was around. like, cool, overtime. And I, I was like, all right, continue dealing. And then like mm -hmm. four seconds passed, or what felt like four seconds, and then the whole room went, oh! And I was oh, like, yeah. no way that shot went in. Like, I couldn't believe that shot went in. Oh, it only goes in like point zero one percent of the time there. Like, literally, that's it. That's what made it so amazing. So, 
Yeah, but it was it was crazy. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the picture yet. I think Bleacher Report posted it, but there's a great picture of like Kawhi in a squat and then uh, like looking like this, like leaning, trying to see. And Simmons already knows it's going in. And he's just like, great picture. I'm sure it's going to be on the cover of SI. Uh, of course it will. And the worst part about it was it literally happened during Game of Thrones. So it was like if you weren't, <laughs> if you were, if you were watching Game of Thrones, <laughs> there was no way you saw that live. Now I had it on my phone. Because I was kind of watching the score and the video kind of popped up when it happened. But I was watching Game of Thrones. So I'm a, I'm a liar if I'm saying I'm watching it live. So, But yeah, I mean, it, that goes down probably one of the, the greatest, you know, you know, shots to end a series ever. I mean, especially the drama with it just fucking bouncing around and oh, falling down. And, and B just kind of standing there like, oh, is this really going to happen? And then yeah. uh, it was great. So I didn't really know which team I really wanted to to win either because I'm like, which team, you know, is going to be better with Milwaukee? Felt like it was kind of a coin flip, but I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't think either one of them can beat Milwaukee anyway. So, yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, I think Milwaukee's going to run straight through it. I actually think Milwaukee has the chance to even beat Golden State. Um, there's no Durant for sure. So. Well, they already said that he might come back for the finals, which I find ridiculous. Um, I don't believe that one second. But uh, Milwaukee already went in there once this year. I don't. I don't remember their situation. Like who was starting? Like who was sitting? Uh, this is driving me nuts. See, this is why I need my producer. We're failing miserably over here. Um, okay, <laughs> but uh, the Raptors have already gone into. I'm sorry, the Bucks have already gone into Golden State, and I think they won by like thirty. So, yeah, it's just playing out of an NBA, though. You can't really count that. No, but I, I get that. I do. But um, I, I'm the Bucks are good, man. The Bucks are good. They're good. No, I don't. They were better than the Celtics. I wasn't like I was bitter about the Celtics, but like it's not like the Celtics were a better team. Like Milwaukee was a better team. Like Celtics should have given them a better effort. But you know that that's all starting to blow up today with Terry Rozier just blowing up the whole team today uh, on ESPN. But Milwaukee's a better team. I mean, they're they're showing why they were in first place in the East. Like they're the best team. And it'll be interesting to see if Toronto can beat them. I think they'll, you know, it'd be a better series than the Celtics. I see it going like at least six or seven games. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting because I think I'd rather see them, you know, play Golden State because Golden State obviously looks beatable. Like Houston, if they didn't have some epic failure, like how does Houston not beat them in Game Seven? There's no Durant. I mean, it's just, oh, my God. Like, can James Harden ever show up in a Game 7, like a huge game, and just go off and win a series? Like, I Jesus know. Christ, I'm so sick of it every year. Like, last year you had an excuse. It was no Chris Paul. Now you come back this year, there's no Kevin Durant. You have Chris Paul, and you still can't fucking yeah. beat them. Yeah. Like, and they should have. Of they, course I, they should have. They really should have. Game 1 got torn away from them. Um, ah, so but- impressed. But they had so many other chances, and like, I don't know that that last game with Durant, they easily should have won. They let Clay Thompson go absolutely freaking nuts for two games. But they held Steph he to zero points in the first half and didn't trash. win. Steph's played like trash that whole series. Yeah. He played like trash that whole series, and they still fucking won. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. What are you gonna do? Just somebody, please beat the damn Warriors. Uh, somebody. Sick of it. I want to see that whole team get blown up next year after they lose. 
So, <laughs> well, let's talk. Can we talk about this Celtics thing? Because I, I, Nate, uh, Big Dog posted it in our group chat, and I was blown away by whatever I, I was listening to. I don't know. I couldn't believe. Blown away from it's everything we, as a Celtics fan, if you were paying attention, you already knew. Like Terry Rozier was basically bitter the whole year that he wasn't getting any minutes. And you could see it whenever he was in the game. He would never even pass the ball. He would just chuck it up there trying to get points. And he, it's basically what he said. He was like, but some of the stuff he said was just ridiculous. Like, you know, the fact that he was like, oh, you know, like we went into this year and I was going to fight Kyrie. Like, wh- when were you ever going to fight Kyrie for the job? Like, you were always going to come off yeah, the bench. Good. And he's like, well, you know, Kyrie and Gordon Hayward got treated differently than other players well yeah because they've been in the nba for eight nine years and they're star players so of course they're going to get treated like that that's the way the nba works i mean your star players are always going to get treated and then he went into some rant about how oh they would do the first team five on five in practice and the second team would have to come in like that's how basketball works man like that's that's how normal practices work even when we played in hamden fathers back in the day you haven't got that (laughs) That's how it works. Like your top five play and then you scrimmage against your lower five. Like none of this is news. Like I right. don't understand. But it just comes back to the fact that, you know, Kyrie just didn't work there. You had a team that, you know, went over their head the year before. So all those players came back this year and were like, well, look at what we did last year. Like I'm a star now. You know, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier, you know, and then Kyrie comes in and Gordon Hayward comes back. No, we're the stars. And you have all these guys kind of fighting amongst each other saying, well, I think I'm just as good as you. Look what I did last year. And in NBA, you have to, the teams really have to gel to really go far. You look at like San Antonio Spurs, their, their run, stuff like that. Sometimes you can just have a star like a Braun and all that stuff and it can work. But if you don't have like, like, you know, the Celtics had Kyrie and then they had some good players. They didn't have like Kyrie and, you know, Shaq or, you know, Kyrie and Kobe. Oh. So. It's I think there's like that. I, I don't necessarily agree that your team has to gel. Like LeBron got some pretty bad teams there. Everybody hates LeBron. Like I, I'm sure there's some people, but there's a difference between your team gelling and your team hating the star. And I think that's what you have in Boston is just nobody wants to play with Kyrie. Nobody wants to help him out. Nobody wants to, you know, play team basketball when he's on the court because listen, I mean, we should have known this from the beginning. Soon as Kyrie left a championship team says, I want to be the man when he's playing with top three all time basketball players. And he says, I want to leave and I want to be the man like that just shows his true colors right there. We all should have known this. Boston fans should have known this. I remember before the trade happened, everybody was saying, we don't want Kyrie. We never want Kyrie. And then he shows up and everybody kind of like, you know, rallies around. I'll take him. I'll take him. Right. Right. (laughs) But we're just seeing what Kyrie is. He's he's selfish, man. He's out making movies. Like he's the man. He thinks he's better than he is. And I mean, I, he's a great player. He I mean, is. But when he, it's like you said, you have to play team basketball at some point. I mean, the Warriors have a bunch of superstars, but they they're amazing on the court because they move the ball. They play team basketball. They're pick and rolling for each other. They're setting off ball screens. That's what makes the Warriors amazing. It's not Steph Curry chucking it up from 42 feet out. It's the team basketball. They're coached well. And I feel bad for Stevens. Like this is a team that like nobody wants to be there. What a rough year that guy had to have. Like, 
You know, some of it, uh, you got to put a little bit of fault on him, but maybe there's nothing he could do about it, you know, but at the same time... When your superstar is visibly yeah. on the court throwing his hands up after a timeout to it's draw up a good. play, it's it's not going to work. Yeah, work. it'll be interesting to see how this team shapes up for next year. Like, it's obviously going to get blown up, but, you know, I got faith in Danny, you know. I mean, Danny's going to figure something out here. You know, it's obviously Kyrie's not going to come back, and I don't even think Terry's going to come back after this. So super intrigued. Oh, you know, it just just ties into the whole NBA summer. Can't wait. So many moving parts. Like I have my popcorn so ready. Intrigued. And you know, they're gunning hard for AD. Like this first overall pick. Does it change things? Does it? You know, is it easier to move AD to Boston? Is it no oh, chance I mean, now because they have are number calling one New Orleans pick. right now? They're calling them right now. Oh like, yeah, they're right, ringing right, off the know? hook. I, I'm telling you, go. I, they might move AD to like the Knicks for like the first and third pick. I mean, getting someone might. back turn like I off the Knicks. I don't know who you'd really want, but like Fucking nobody. <laughs> there's just a world of opportunities for the Pelicans. Did you see Porzingis get his ass whooped over in a wherever the fuck he's from? Is there video or whatever? Oh. Well, there was no video of the fight. It just showed him all bloody with his shirt ripped open, like looking like a fucking disaster. So I, I got the headline saying that he was in a bloody altercation, but I, yeah. I what what a turnaround for him, huh? Maybe the Knicks Jeez. made the right move getting rid of him. I, it's not looking like a bad move, I'll tell you right. that much, but. You know, time will tell for sure. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just crazy. Uh, so just to recap, is it Golden State or bust here? I would think so. I mean, if, if fucking Rockets couldn't beat <laughs> Golden State with no Kevin Durant, like I find it hard to... Do you I think find the Rockets hard... are a better team than the Bucks? Uh, I do. I do think the Rockets are a better team than the Bucks, to be honest with you. And I, I the Bucks are a good team, so... I mean, if I if anyone's going to give them a run, it's going to be gold. Like I don't think Golden State's going to sweep them, but they could. <laughs> but yeah. they could. Uh, you know? Lori, I don't know how old the Curry parents are, but what a dream for them! Their sons meet in the Western Conference Finals. How crazy is that? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. You know, although that whole Aisha Curry bullshit that came out this week, I can't stand his wife. I, I can't stand her. So <laughs> I, I'm glad you brought this up because I, I kind of went searching for this headline. I had a poker player tell me that like he she was basically on a talk show or something saying yeah. she doesn't get enough attention outside the relationship like she needs like, more she's guys not hitting her hot. up get the fuck out of here you know? right but like who says that and like your your man's in the finals now he's like, she's nuts you think these rich guys marry like genius <laughs> wives all the time like no they don't. Like, oh, stop it, Lori. She's not hot. She's not she's hot. All right. She's, she's all, right. all right. Of course. Is she doable? Of course. But most women are. Like, she's not hot. Like, I mean, get the fuck out of here. Like, but she makes some stupid comment. Like, oh, why aren't guys paying enough attention to me? Like, you know what? Because you you write a cookbook and you're married to an NBA star? Like, I'm supposed to pay attention to you? Like, right. oh, God. My first thought stop. is, like, what is Steph hearing on the court right now? Can you imagine Kevin Garnett playing against them the day after that came out? Uh, I would have loved it. You know, I would have loved it. Yeah, I mean, trip. this dude was telling Melo that Lala tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios. Can you imagine what he would have said The greatest to Steph? lines of all time. Uh, the, <laughs> the greatest, I mean, we never hear what these guys say on the court, but, like, <laughs> that's pretty good. And I good. can only, like, that's got to be up there. That is that one of the funniest things that ever come out of like trash talking is oh, yeah. uh, him saying that. And I, I I'm dying to know what he would have said to Steph. And it, I mean, 
I, I don't want to say he made a clear effect, but like I said, he scored zero points in the first half of, of that game six. So maybe there's something there. Maybe they were on his case. I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't doubt absolutely it. absolutely insane. Yeah, it's stupid. You know, all that shit. All the NBA wives, all those reality shows with the fucking... Uh, it's God. about that money, baby. Yeah, it's just stupid. Like, when are there going to be the reality shows for, like, the guys that have the rich wives? Like, how come there's none of those? Like, those <laughs> would be... Now, that's a show, you know? Shit like mamas. Yes! Like, why isn't there more of that? Yeah, like, I feel is... like that's me and you right now. It is. You know, I'm the first one to say it all the time. That's why know? we got time so... to do this podcast. Right, you know? that's why we watch all these television shows, Lori. See, that's <laughs> why we have time for this, you know? So... You know, me and Rich are the smart ones, you know, so <laughs> we got it made and we know it. And we yeah. thank you. Yes, thank you, thank Pam. You. Thank you, Danielle. We yeah, appreciate we you. We never try to lie about it. So. <laughs> no. What's the point? No, it's no point. We would just get caught out. So, right. All right. Let's move on. Uh, let me give a quick NHL update here. Let me see what this score is. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? Surprise. They're not telling me right now already. Uh They've been quiet. I feel like it's got to be close or something. Here. Nah, it's one nothing in the second. Oh wait, update one no one two to one. End of two. ESPN was super slow on that. Okay. Um, what a shot. So, yeah. so Boston looks like they're going gonna go up three nothing. Uh, they are the clear favorites to win the Stanley Cup right now, and it makes me want to puke. But I, I have no problem admitting that they are definitely the best team. The other series is tied up one one, I believe. Sharks and uh, Blues. It's a pretty good series too, but I mean. Like you said, nobody cares about hockey, I guess, except for me and Brandon Miller when the Bruins reached the Eastern Conference Finals because he was trash-talking how much everybody likes hockey the whole yeah. year. All yeah, of a sudden, he can't it. make a freaking show. I never I never hear him talk about hockey until it's like it's like his brother when all of a sudden the Red Sox are in Celtics. Most fair-weather fans I've ever seen all in my entire life. All of a sudden, they jump in and they're like, oh, yeah, Bruins this, Bruins that, you know. Red you Sox, get- Celtics that. So. Add Seth Nolikowski to that list too. Never says a peep about Boston sports until they're like one game away from the finals. Boy, that's those are pa- those are Patriot fans for you. That's what it is. Those are Patriot fans. So that's what they do. You know, they they're all about the Patriots every single game, and then the rest of the sports, you know, mm-hmm. just when they're doing well. So mm-hmm. uh, and a quick little update and NBA side of things: Warriors are up nine, fifty four, forty five. Uh, against the Blazers, but let's dip into some baseball because I, I don't even. Oh boy, no, no, no! I said nobody likes hockey talk. No, I don't like hockey. Not I don't like hockey. No. I, I, it doesn't matter, man. I don't hear you say a peep about the Bruins until they are up two nothing in the Eastern Conference Finals. This is just that's, that's the uh, Brandon's on his like third four and a half percent beer, and you know he's just he doesn't know how to handle himself right now. So meanwhile, I'm a Mets fan. <clears throat> struggling over every single game like blowing saves left and right like this is my life i i live and die by it and i i gotta hear you go oh boston another championship blah 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 when you watch the <laughs> i hear you uh anyway how you feeling about your red Sox? they're on a little bit of a roll there Henry. i'm feeling good about the red Sox. i'm not gonna lie i'm feeling good about them so it's good to see them. You know, they were so below 500, it was disgusting. And then uh, now the bats are coming around. Chris Sale's pitching out of his mind. Even uh, Eddie Rodriguez is oh. pitching good lately. So I got to check if they kept them in. Nate, you definitely talk about your Bruins. I, I'm, this this isn't directed towards you, brother. Like, 
I, I get that you're all about it, and I, I appreciate that. I respect that. Uh, I'm, I'm getting on Brandon's case. And, uh, yeah, let's – Chris Sale is going out of his goddamn mind tonight. He had 17 strikeouts in seven uh, innings. Well, it's tied now. It's 4-4, four to four actually. But Yeah, I told you he wasn't going to win this game. Yeah, he never does. No, he, he only pitched seven innings. He, he was he had too many. He was like 109 pitches or something like that. They're not That's, keeping him in there. It's a ridiculous performance. And since we're on baseball – Earlier, I had my arms up because Vlad Jr. finally has hit. Finally, his hit a home run. Home run. Jeez, I didn't even see that. Oh, uh, it, it. Yeah, he just did it like a half hour ago. I'm so excited because I, I traded Mookie Betts for him. What? Wasn't afraid to do it. What? You're in the league. You didn't see this? It was the greatest trade of all time. Well, there were other people in that trade. It wasn't yes, straight it was. up. Oh, okay. But <laughs> Vlad Jr. was my main motivation. Finally, doing some work. I can't. I, I love this kid. I hope he has a great career. I love his dad, so I hope well, he does even better. Uh, I'm happy he finally got his first home run. I hate that he wears batting gloves. So I wish he would do like his dad, and you know, his dad never wore batting gloves. Just walked up there and just cranked home runs out. So, um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that home run tonight. That's guy. I think he's still batting like uh, 125 or something stupid like that. <laughs> but he uh, seems like he goes one for four with a single almost every game. If he doesn't go over four. Yeah. No, he's going to be a home run hitter. You know, he looks just like his dad. Has the same fucking build. So. <sighs> love it. I love. Like I was again. I'm a Mets fan, so I watched a lot of Vlad because he <clears throat> played with the Expos and. Yep. By far my favorite non-Met. After Griffey, it was Griffey and then Vlad. Um, so I'm our, super. How are Mets fans feeling about this season? Like, uh, what's Met, what's Mets Nation feeling? Like, is this are you ever going to do anything? Are they ever going to be good again? You got two great pitchers. They, like, they, they are. They are. Um, you got no offense. It's it's been crazy year because like either the offense is like killing it and winning games by themselves, or the pitching's killing it and they can't hit at all. So if everything syncs up. It'd be great. Like, I mean, in Jed Lowry, I don't know how much we want to put on Jed Lowry's back, but there's there's a couple more guys coming back. Like, once Cespedes comes back, I, I think this is a dangerous lineup. Uh, you say they don't have offense. Don't. I agree. It just sputters out sometimes, and you can't explain sure. it. Like, one week Conforto goes, like, two for 22. The next week he's, like, 14 for 20 with, like, five home runs. And I don't know. All I know is if Pete Alonso's in there the whole time and he keeps doing what he's doing, this team has a chance every single game. He is he is hitting balls so far. I don't know if you've been watching him. But it's rare that you're like watching a batter <clears throat> taking at bat. He hits a ball and you like before they even cut the camera to where the ball's going, you're like, that ball's freaking gone. Like mm. there's no chance that it's not a home run. And he's got that kind of power. So uh it's going to be interesting because here's what I think is going to happen. The Mets are going to be hanging around a couple, like three to five games back of the Phillies we'll around trade. the trade deadline. And we'll then trade. whatever happens at the trade deadline is going to determine this team, whether they just completely shut it down, sell off people, or trade Scott Casimir for a nobody again. Like, <laughs> you just never know. Um, I'm not expecting them to make a deep run. I'm expecting them to make it close. And maybe pull a wild card. I haven't really looked. I know the NL Central is out of control this year. They're all playing really well. Yeah, they're all good. Um, You got really good teams out in the West, too. Padres, D-backs, Dodgers, obviously. So who knows? You know, there's a lot of baseball left. uh, But I I definitely don't think they're out of it. Uh, No, I mean, they're 20 20. They're not out of it. Right. And DeGrom's starting to be lights out again. Syndergaard, he pitched well tonight. 
Uh, yep. he, he's been kind of like two great starts, one bad start. So yeah, once that gets synced up. The problem is like they don't have any depth at starting pitching. And like Vargas and Mats also went boom, boom, out. And like mm. the Mets scrambled to trade for a guy I've never heard of, Font. Who, and he's pitching tomorrow. Who knows what you're going to get out of him? Like, mostly you just want innings because the bullpen is so taxed. That well, yeah. I mean, you got Diaz and the rest is just a mess. Right. Like, so right. and it's tough. There, it seemed like a good plan to have Familia in the eighth spot or pitching in the eighth, Diaz in the ninth. But Familia has been absolute garbage. Mm. Uh, Gesselman has been nowhere near as good as he was last year uh justin wilson who they signed to be their lefty has been getting absolutely destroyed every time he comes in and then he goes on the dl anyway so the bullpen's kind of a mess which is why i'm a little surprised they were talking to kimbrell i mean once that that draft happens and they don't have to give up the pick to sign these guys maybe they're in the mix but i think it's gonna be too late to get kimbrell but who knows man it's the Mets. Could get, die, could get a Keuchel, Dallas Keuchel there. I mean, no one signed him. So yeah, The Mets are definitely in play for both Kimbrell and Keuchel, but I, I, I think after trading their first over or their first round pick this year to get Cano, they want the picks. So Yeah, Cano's not doing very well. So. He's doing better, though. He's actually heating up. Uh, but Cano is not the main part of that trade. It was Diaz. Oh, of course. So it's whatever. It'd be interesting. You know, I'm always rooting for the Mets. I feel bad for their fans, you know. So you should feel bad for us. It's a tough. I do. I feel. I feel bad for Mets fans. I feel bad for Knicks fans. Like people that are Mets and Knicks fans. Like I'm just like Geez. and Jets. Can you imagine the Jets and the well, Islanders. Jets. In there? The Jets. Oh. The Jets should be awful all the time. So I hate the Jets. <laughs> right. But but don't you feel bad for the fans? Like no. I hate Jets Jet fans. Jet fans. If Mets it wasn't fans. for Patriots. If it wasn't for Patriot fans, Jet fans would be some of the worst fans on the planet when it comes to where we live. Like, obviously, Philly fans are bad, but Jet fans are fucking trash. They're so bad. I hate them all. Like, ugh. So, I, it's hard for me. I can't root for any kind of Jets. But Mets and, and you know, Mets and you, Knicks, I feel bad. Here's what you need to know about the Jets, okay? Uh, my mom, who knows absolutely nothing about football, is a super... Hardcore Jets fan, and by uh, hardcore I mean like cheers for him really hard. Doesn't probably can't name ten people on the team, but like just be. Yeah. Never mind. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna trash my mom online. Ah, but, come on, don't trash the mom. But she's, no, I don't want to. But like, who's a Jets she's fan? Jets really? fan. Go ahead, trash her. Yeah, should be Jets fans. It's bad for your health. It really is. You know, I mean, listen to Joe Beningo on uh on the fan if you want to know what it's like to be a Jets uh, Mets uh, fan. It, it's rough. It's a rough life. So, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for the show tonight. Thank you, MTH, for showing up. Uh, I don't think it was too bad. A little, little mishap on the production side, but I think we uh, held down the four years, just the two of us. It happens, you know. We're not production doctors, Rich. You know, we don't. You know, we're not the best. You know, but we're not the worst. So, all right. Uh, Once uh-oh, again, I just saw a score. Whatever the Bruins. Is it tied now or? That's a Walker score. He's a Boston fan. That's good in the Boston side. Uh, Oh, that's good. That's always good. Uh, But yeah, uh, guys, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram at Journeyman Sports, and on Twitter, which we don't tweet out that much right now (laughs) at JMS Network. But uh, we appreciate all the follows. If you listen to it on podcasts, that's on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts, Journeyman Sports, respect the journey. We appreciate all the follows. Thank you, everybody that tunes in. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
watches us. We really appreciate it. Uh, MTH, I, I know we talked about it. We don't really have shout outs. So do you have one you want, or do you want to just sign off brother? I don't think I have any shout outs. I, I really can't think of anything. So all right. No, well, no I'm no again. Get that. Oh, one. Give God. me them fantasy points. I'm coming from the basement. Thank you very much. I got a trash trade. Killed me in this trade. Uh, Trash. You know, I was disappointed in you that you didn't text me about this trade. I thought for sure you would have something to say about it. I don't, like I said, everyone always says I'm against trades. Like, I don't, I didn't, like, I didn't think the trade was that good, but it wasn't like a veto, like, trade. Like, if you guys wanted to be stupid and trade all those guys, then go ahead. You know, I definitely think Nate got the, uh, I definitely think Nate got you on that trade a little bit. Really? Uh, I think it did. You know, killed him. I I mean, time will tell. Time will tell. So, of course. course. All right. Uh, The Miller boys are uh, commenting in the Facebook section. We hope to see you back next week. Oh, actually, I won't be here next week. So, what do you got going on next week? Poker and Pampers party, baby. Uh, oh. Invited my boy Jay Chen. I don't even know if you know Jay Chen. Oh yeah, I know. Jay. But anybody in the area, Tuesday, six o'clock at Paragon Salon. Bring a box of diapers and twenty-five bucks to get in this tourney. It's for a good cause. Mister Jay Chen is having a baby. Can I bring like thirty dollars and not bring diapers? Or no, oh, unless you want a deal. No. Oh, <laughs> will I get paid? No. It's a charity ah, event. What's wrong with you? I don't do charity. Everyone knows that. So. All right. So I, I won't be here next week. Maybe we'll do a show Monday. I don't really know what's going on. But definitely in two weeks, we'll catch up with you get then, guys. Thank you very much for Thank you. Tuning in. I'll let MTH sign us out. Well, maybe next week, maybe the week after, maybe the week after that. But we'll be back, and we promise to bring back the Miller boys. Have a good night, everybody.